You are listening to the Brad and John Show. I am Brad. He is John. John Combest. We do this every day, except for Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday this past <laughs> week. We do it every day, Monday through Friday, from I seven. I that becomes a running gag, Brad. From, from seven we to eight. We do it every day, except for when well, John's not here. Okay, now here's what's sort of interesting. My entire life, from the time I was like twelve or thirteen when I had my first job, I worked crazy weird hours and days my very first job when i was a kid i used to wash windows at at a, at a retail store I won't say which one's long since gone but then when i was in high school i worked at steak and shake as a curb boy uh and then when i went through college i started my radio career and at the same point in time i was working as a police dispatcher so to me christmas day is just another day to work and when I say that, some people go, what? You know, and to the point where you and I had this conversation yesterday where I answer my phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you say after nine, 10 o'clock, you don't answer your phone, and you don't answer your phone to what? 8 o'clock the next morning? Was that the numbers you gave? Yeah, I mean, well, now that I'm on the radio with you, 7 to 8. Yeah, before that, like, I would answer texts if I woke up. I'd answer texts that people, if people texted me overnight, I'd answer them at, you know, 5.15 in the morning, but. But, and see, I'm, I'm just a different I don't know, an oddball or whatever, because to me, and you're talking to a guy, I'm a guy who through the radio business and, 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 and my, when I was a police dispatcher, I mean, I worked Christmas almost every year. I think I worked Christmas until from the time I was like 18 years old to the time when I was in like mid, mid thirties. And I can tell you my one infamous story as a police dispatcher, I was working, I was working days on Christmas Eve, I was working eight to four, and uh, um, at about three thirty, my relief called off. So the guy who was supposed to come in and relieve me at four o'clock was not showing. So I go to the lieutenant. And the lieutenant says, "Well, I don't have anybody uh, that I could call. Could you work a double?" Okay, fine. So I worked from four to midnight on Christmas Eve. Okay, so at midnight, my relief at about eleven o'clock, my relief called off for the midnight to eight shift different lieutenant i go to this lieutenant lieutenant hey so-and-so called off and he says well you've already been here for 16 hours right i go yeah i'm sort of tired he so he makes a bunch of phone calls can't find anybody he shorthanded it for the officer sometimes if the dispatcher was gone they would put in a, uh, an officer in 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 you know in place shorthanded christmas day so i ended up working at triple so from midnight to eight. So I'd been there eight o'clock Christmas Eve morning. And then I was there 24 hours at seven o'clock in the morning. The phone rings. And before I could get it, the lieutenant got it. And what's interesting was when the lieutenant came in the next day, it was the same lieutenant I had the day before for the same shift. He said to me, he says, you've been here all night. I said, I've been here since yesterday. So the phone rings. He grabs the phone. A couple minutes later, he walks down the hall and he walks into my office and he says, get the blankety blank out of here. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't quite eight o'clock here. It was about 730. And I go, why is that? He says, that was your relief. He's calling off. He says, there's no way I'm going to have you work four shifts. Go home. I'll be the dispatcher today. So yeah. <laughs> I worked 24 hours. And, and once again, I was quote unquote part time. So that particular week... 
I think on my, you know, I worked, I typically work 24 hours a week because I work three shifts a week, sometimes four. But in that particular week, I think I actually got overtime and I got called into the chief's office about the fact that on one time card I had worked, I think I think that week work I worked for, that week I worked 48 hours. Because it looks like you're fudging numbers. Yes. He says, says, how did you work 48 hours? And I said, well, I worked 24 hours in one shift. And he goes, how did you work 24 hours? And I go, well, I was here from 8 to 4 on Christmas Eve, you know, 8A to 4P on Christmas Eve. Then that, my, my relief called off, and I ended up working a double, then a triple. And he goes, you worked for 24 hours on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning? Yes. So long story made short, for me, it always has been Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving, just another day. Yeah. And so for people who've been in communications before, especially on the corporate side, a good system that we had at Monsanto was over break, over Christmas break. So the campus would shut down over break, which would drive Brad Hildebrand crazy. (laughs) But between Christmas and New Year's, we were just off work. We didn't work. We had the, it was one of the perks of working for Monsanto. But reporters still file stories. They're still breaking news. The stock still moves. So we would over break. And on holidays, we would divvy up if we had you know a dozen people on the team we'd all take a day we had uh funnily enough uh is that a word funnily but uniquely enough we had one of our coworkers was jewish and she loved to take christmas she's like you guys know i'm the jew in the office i'm happy to take christmas so i might take a new year's day or a new year's eve and in those cases my phone was always on because the if if the st louis post disgrace or the New York Times or the BBC calls, somebody's got to answer the phone. Somebody's got to get back to the reporter. So my phone would be on and I'd leave the ringer on for 24 hours. But then when somebody relieved me on the team, it's just like you, Brad. If somebody came into the office to relieve you, then you're off the hook. Right. So to that point, and part of it is my job at that point, I was paid to do that. So if I'm not paid to be responsive 24 hours a day. If that's not, if the expectation is to do 40 hours a week, then that's, then that's what I'm going to do. I hear you. I hear you. And, and, and don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not making fun of you because of the fact that you do observe Christmas. You don't work that day. Yeah. I'm just saying that I guess sometimes people are, you know, and, and I always look at it this way on Christmas day, there are guys and gals at the police department, the fire department, the water department, the electric company. There are uh, guys and gals working 24 hours a day, seven days a week on Christmas Day, running the computers, keeping the internet up. And most importantly, we have our men and women around the globe who are in the armed services to them who are working that day. They are manning their battle stations. We're not necessarily battle stations, but they're on board aircraft carriers. They're flying airplanes. They're manning radar stations. They're doing that job. And it doesn't matter that it is Christmas Day. I guess it does matter. I shouldn't say it doesn't matter. But once again, that's their job. They're there. They, they don't do just it. shut yep. things down on Christmas Day. Ah, Christmas Day, nobody's going to attack us. You know, that's not the way things happen, unfortunately. I have, and I have, I have two pet peeves when people claim to do – people who followed me on social media for a long time know this. One of my pet peeves is if people claim to do something daily, daily doesn't mean Monday through Friday. So daily means – that Monday through Friday is weekdays. Daily means you do something every day. That's pet, 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 pet beef number one. Number two is daily means you do it 365 days a year. Well, but- so if you claim to do a news website and you do it 
Monday through Friday and you don't do it weekends and you don't do it holidays and you don't do it long weekends and on the summer you take three-day weekends, that's not a daily news site. That's a weekday news site. Well, but, you know, I'm going to disagree with you there because of the fact that being from the advertising side, if we have a client that says, I want people to know I'm open seven days a week, we don't say we're open. You're open daily. We're, you say we're open Monday through Friday and weekends because I, I, do, I do think that some people think that daily means Monday through Friday. That the, Yeah, well, it doesn't. So, well, <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But, I mean, it, it's just disingenuous for people to say that they do something every day. And they really mean – people that work in an office generally don't work every day. They work, If they say, oh, yeah, I go to work every day. No, you don't. You go to work Monday through Friday. I got you. Okay, let's try <laughs> – we tried this yesterday with not much success. Let's try it again. Let's, Let's get see. Mark. Are we going to get Mark McCloskey? <laughs> We're going to try and see if see if the, if the phone system works and if he'll answer the phone. We have two variables there that I don't know the answer to either one. We can hear the phone, but whether or not he can hear me is a different situation or whether or not he'll answer the phone. Hello? Mark, do you hear me? Hello? Hey, Mark, do you hear me? This is so... Hello? This is so nutty. Okay. <laughs> It can be a continuing saga. Okay. The folks can, can take the journey with us as we work this out. And you know what the crazy thing about this is? Hold on a minute. There's your phone. Here. Hey, Mark. Do you... Um, let me do this. Hold on a minute. Mark, do you hear me now? I can, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm trying... I'm trying to... the. You know, what's crazy about it is... This is Brad from, from, uh, from uh, Brad and John show, okay? Yeah. I tried this yesterday and it didn't work. I got off the air yesterday. I made a phone call to someone and to check check it out and it worked fine. But and then I tried you this again this morning and it doesn't work. Okay. Question for you. Sure. My co-host and people can't really hear you that well. Let me see if I can do this and I put the the speaker of the phone right here. John Combest, who is my co-host, wanted to know why you were with George Santos. You want to know the answer? Yeah, tell me. Uh, we're uh, we're up. Uh, I was making a speech in D.C. Uh, to the Second Amendment Institute, and uh, we had a party afterwards at a neighborhood bar out in Arlington, Virginia. And uh, George Santos shows up. Turns out he was a big fan of ours. He uh, showed us pictures on his uh, cell phone that he and his wife dressed as us for Halloween that uh, Halloween of 2020. And uh, then he invited us for a backdoor uh, tour of the Capitol building the next day. And so we went and toured with him. And it turns out that he, uh, contrary to his, you know, the persona that he is made out to look like on the, in the, the media, he's kind of a history and, and political buff. And so uh, he gave us really kind of an interesting talk, showed us all kinds of fun stuff about the, uh, uh, the Capitol that we didn't know. And uh, he turned out to be a nice guy. So well, we well, friends. Hold on, hold on. Let me back up a minute. Him and his wife went to Halloween of 2020 dressed as you and your wife? Yes. <laughs> is that, now, this is a sensitive question. Is that including guns? And they, they had these crystal uh, decanters, booze decanters, made in the shape of an AR-15 and a pistol. <laughs> did, did, you, did he share pictures of that with you? Yeah, he sure did. Wow. <laughs> so 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 you say he's not what people make him out to be? Is that what you're saying? No, he, he's, he's a really nice guy. I'll tell you a fun story he told us and then showed us the evidence that at some point there was a, in the in the past, in the 50s, I think there was a, a, a vote on Puerto Rican statehood. And there were some terrorists in the gallery who opened fire in, in, the, uh, in the house chambers. And you can still see a bullet hole in the ceiling. 
but if you go down to uh, the, the, the actual desks, you can see where a hole was patched in the desktop. You pull out the drawer, and you can see where the bullet passed through the drawer and out the bottom of it. And that's the, the majority leader's desk. So in the house right now, the only place where there's actually a bullet hole in a desk is the, is the uh, chair of is the majority leader's chair. We, the only guy who's actually been shot in the house is sitting at the only place in the house with a bullet hole in it. And you can still see the bullet holes? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Steve Scalise's desk is the, only, is the only desk in the Capitol building with an actual bullet hole through it. Wow. Interesting. So uh, that's, the kind of, you know, that's the kind of stuff he, he's a buff. Other thing is, that here's, here's another tidbit he showed us. In the House chamber on the uh, right of the desk of the, of the uh, Dios is a painting of, of Lafayette. On the left is a painting of George Washington. If you ever look at it close, you'll see that they thought that George Washington's sword was too frightening. So they've painted out his sword. You can see the hilt of the sword in his hand, but the blade has been removed because they didn't want to have him displaying a weapon in the house chambers. Seriously? Really? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, you know what, Mark? I'm going to get my phone system working, and we're going to call you again another time. But I always appreciate the fact that when I call you, and like even yesterday when I called you, you originally you were on the phone. You you text me right away. I'm on the phone. I'll call you when I get off the air. <laughs> I do appreciate that. Hey, it's my pleasure. I, I, you know, I always get a hoot. It's, it's always a good interview when I'm on your program. Hey, Mark, I appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Bye bye. John, I checked this phone system out yesterday, and it worked. This is driving me nuts. Well, we'll get it figured out. Was that interesting about Mark saying that? Yeah, that's really good. And you know what I love about it is that on his social media, Mark promoted the fact. He linked to the entire MSNBC interview and said, hey, look out for a minute, whatever, whatever. Guess Guess who shows up in the background? And it was him and Patty. You know... I, I, I have one issue being a gun person and taking, you know, safety classes and having concealed carry the whole thing. I will say, if I have to criticize Mark and his wife, that what they did by pointing the guns at the people were wrong. Because there's four things that if, you know, when you when you go through basic firearm safety, you're taught four basic premises. And one of those is never point a gun loaded or unloaded at something you're not willing to destroy so the idea being is that you have what you call ready down which is the idea being is if you have a weapon and you are in a position where you're being threatened the weapon is pointed down toward the ground if it's a if it's a handgun pistol revolver um you know semi-automatic the gun is pretty much straight down if it's a a long long gun like uh, an ar style or shotgun or something like that it's pointed at the ground but typically at about a 30 to 20 to 30 degree angle um and pointing the guns at the people was not the best choice they made. <laughs> poor trigger discipline. Right, right, exactly. And that's what it is. that's the yeah, other thing. Exactly. You're not now. The, the other question that's the, the forbidden question from Mark McCloskey is how really does he look that fit at age sixty-seven? You you are onto the deal where you're saying that he looks that good because he's on TRT. He's right? on TRT, which yeah. is tossed. And, and and I don't know if he's willing to talk about. It. And by the way, I'm not Mark McCloskey's doctor, and it's a very safe procedure, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but you know, uh, he could, he could really serve as an inspiration for men of a certain age if he talked openly about it. And he talked about how when used under a doctor's, uh, prescription, it can be very safe. It can revitalize men. 
And I think the clean answer or the clean living answer he gave you and Shelly last year uh, about why he looks so good is is kind of silly. But next time we get him on the phone, I'm happy to talk to him about that. Okay. He could really serve as a positive, and he does serve as a positive inspiration to a lot of men. For people who look up to the McCloskeys or who respect them, he could be a real advocate for this for the safe uh, safe living and way to revitalize men. That's I'll, all I'll say. I'll tell the quick story of how I have first ever talked with Mark McCloskey on the air. He had a Facebook post where it was him shirtless in his gym, um, and I guess this is two it years ago. It was a year ago. Was it a year ago? It was. He was wishing himself a happy birthday. That's right. That's what his which birthday is what last he does year on social media. Right, and it's him shirtless. And I'm thinking to myself, that's Photoshop. That's not his body. The man is ripped. And I yeah. mean, he has a body on him that is the body of a 25-year-old bodybuilder. Am I exaggerating? And and, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and you know, he posted, if you go to Mark McClos- if you go to McCloskey USA, I think it's his Twitter handle. And that's the thing. And so when a man looks like that in his late 60s, and then he answers Brad's question by saying that it's clean living. We got to explore it a little further. So, so I go to the website, and his phone number's on the website. So I'm going like, hey, let's just call him up. This is like 740 in the morning, like about a year ago. I dial the number. He answers the phone. <laughs> I'm going yep. like, I mean, who in the world? You know, I mean, like if I tried for two days to call, uh, name a person uh, in the limelight. Bill Eigel. Bill Eigel will, I mean, in, in all the years I've done this show, Bill Eigel answered my phone call once. Uh, if I called Josh Hawley, if I tried 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I would not be able to speak to Josh Hawley. If I tried to talk to uh, most of the people in, you know, on a federal level, there's no way in the hell I'd get one of their handlers, I'd get like an assistant. Well, Mr. So-and-so isn't in, but what did you want to talk to him about? And I'll never hear back. You know, that kind of a thing. You call Mark McCluskey, he answers the phone. Hey, and- folks who want to hear the interview, go to johncombest.com and look up Westplex 1071 <laughs> and you'll see you'll you'll find a link to the interview with that Brad and Shelly did uh, last December. It was actually Brad, you could have wished Mark a happy anniversary because it was one year ago today you called him live on the air. Well, because he just had his picture again, his 67th birthday, he put another picture up there of him. And when I talked to him on the phone yesterday after we got off the air, I said something to him about that. And he says the only problem he had was his daughter said to him, Dad, it didn't look like you were wearing pants. Oh, wow. <laughs> and well, who, say, who says he was? Oh, he says he was. But anyway, we'll believe him for that. Hey, we have to take another break at 742. This is Brad and John. You can check out our website at bjshow.co. I got it right that time. 742.